Welcome to Econa Day Unplugged. It is Tuesday, January 16th, 2018. I am Ann Picker, Econa Day's Chief Economist. And with me are Jeremy Hawkins in London and Mark Pender in Pennsylvania. Mark, how goes the consumer now that we have December retail sales? And what is the outlook for fourth quarter spending? Well, we're still getting uh, the economy day consensus in for um, GDP will be uh, a week from Friday. We're going to get the consumer spending. Uh, that was a little bit weak in the third quarter, a little bit below trend. Uh, I think right now we're probably looking at an on-trend 3%, which is pretty strong. This will be matching the uh, second and third quarters. Uh, retail spending proved pretty good in uh, December with a 0.4% gain. And it included a very strong reading for uh, non-store retailers, which which is where e-commerce is contained. Very, very solid. November was the better of the two months. Uh, Vehicle sales were neutral. But uh, right now, employment strong, consumer strong, wages are up. Looks good. Terrific. (laughs) Moving on north. Uh, The Bank of Canada meets Wednesday, and it's anticipated by most that it will raise its policy rate by 25 basis points to 1.25% from the current 1%. After increasing the policy rate twice by 25 basis points each in July and September, rates were unchanged in October and December. The reason given for no change was the slack in the labor market. However, over the past few months, the labor markets have tightened significantly, leaving the Bank of Canada little reason to remain on the sidelines. Job growth was 2.4% when compared with a year ago, the best since 2007, and the jobless rate is at a multi-decade low of 5.7%. The issue is the conflict seen between the strong employment and an economy already operating at or near capacity on one hand, and the risks from U.S. trade policy, i.e. NAFTA renegotiations on the other. Beyond the data, perhaps this is the most important uncertainty, although there are some uncertainties related to household debt and new mortgage, mortgage rules. The BOC has said it will not allow uncertainties to paralyze policymaking. Last week's NAFTA headlines about higher odds of a U.S. exit might have sparked increased concern at the BOC. Going forward, markets will be watching closely for any signs that the BOC could increase rates at back-to-back meetings again. The uncertainties previously highlighted still exist. That should keep the tone of the statement of the monetary policy report and the ensuing press conference relatively cautious despite the rate increase. Jeremy. What's happening with the euro? What does this mean for the ECB going forward? 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all interesting, this, isn't it? I mean, we just had Mark talking a very bullish US environment. You're busy talking up Bank of Canada interest rates, and yet we've had the euro starting the new year in extremely positive fashion. And we've already seen three-year highs versus the US dollar and indeed on the eurozone trade-weighted index. So it really has begun the new year um, extremely good fashion. Now, it seems to be guessed what two main drives behind this, but uh, I think it's worth pointing out that both, um, or I should say neither, is without some risk. Uh, politics first, and I suppose the latest um, move up by the euro was triggered by the announcement last Friday. Um, boosted hopes that the outgoing grand coalition in Germany between Angela Merkel's Conservatives and the Social Democrats will be renewed uh, when they reach some kind of agreement on a blueprint for formal negotiations. Now, the thing to bear in mind here is it is just a formal blueprint. It doesn't mean that the real nitty gritty has gone anywhere yet. And that still has to be thrashed out. Now, the initial reaction amongst the SPD rank and file has been, well, I suppose they mixed at best. And certainly some members are clearly not happy. There's, there's no mention here of any kind of tax hike for the rich or indeed any restructuring of a country's health care system. And they were supposed to be two of the major SPD campaign pledges. Now, they have to have this sorted out by January the 21st when the SPD will hold a vote as to whether or not they're happy with this blueprint agreement. Um, one opinion poll I saw taken yesterday, or was it the day before, suggested that the likelihood of a yes vote on that um, Congress was only 42%. So if we actually come out the other side of the meeting and find that there's no agreement, then we're really back to square one with no proper German government. And from current levels, I expect the euro really could be looking quite exposed. Now, the other leg of support really comes, I think, from um, well, speculation and perhaps it seems to me a little bit premature as well about what's going on at the ECB. So December's ECB minutes uh, were interpreted by the financial markets really quite hawkishly. And looking at um, the way the futures contracts are, are operating now, they're pretty well pricing in two rate hikes by the end of next year. Not long ago, no one was talking about any kind of ECB interest rate for the foreseeable future. Now, clearly, the council's hawks are, are that much more agitated, I think, by you know, what has been a very strong economic um, economy by Eurozone standards uh, over the last couple of quarters or so. And they're concerned that policies are already too loose. And some, but they basically want to see a clear cutoff date for quantitative reason rather than this sort of open ending program we have at the moment. And are worried that what is still a very accommodative forward guidance is sending out the wrong message. Now, we'll get the first ECB meeting of the year next week. I think it's far too soon to expect any major shift in policy, but I think it's reasonable to assume we will see forward guidance become less accommodative over coming months. Now, the problem with all this, of course, is that you know, speculation about ECB tightening is clearly giving the euro a lift. And we're already at the kind of levels which are comfortably above those we had back in last September when ECB President Draghi started making noises to the effect that the euro was, without actually saying as much, was too strong and was starting to complicate ECB policy. So it could well be that if we start to see this euro continuing to appreciate, that in itself is going to prevent the scope for the ECB to raise interest rates, simply because it's going to dampen down still further what is already undershooting inflation. So there's quite a lot going on in these markets, I think, at the moment in terms of what they're looking for and what they're expecting. And that certainly provides some you know, potential shocks, I think, over the near term. Jeremy? Yeah. Hi, this is Mark. You know, that 
what the the trend is we're all talking about here is uh, uh, less policy accommodation from the central banks. I think um, one of the other things we had was a little bit of uh, pressure in core inflation last week, and it was coming out of the housing sector, which is really strong, consumer strong. So maybe the global economy is a little bit heating up, and maybe all all these indications are talking to uh, about uh, 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 central bank policy now um, becoming an important piece of the uh, of the picture, which could be a negative uh, for the equity markets. Certainly could be. I think you know it depends. I suppose. I mean, on your side of the water, of course, you've already started the unwinding process. Um, as far as the ECB is concerned, of course, it's still engaging in quantitative easing. It may not be buying quite as many assets as it was last year, but nonetheless, it's still buying a net 30 billion euros worth of bonds um, and will continue to do so presumably through September time. So I think yeah, at this stage, at least there's some kind of cushion, I think, as far as European asset markets are concerned. Your side, I guess, yes, if indeed we do start to see high inflation, interest rates going up, then we'll see you know, equity markets stateside come down. And risk i think for europe is that we see knock-on effects coming over here even though we're still some way behind you in terms of you know the upturn curve in financial markets jeremy what do you make of the increase in the pound sterling over the past week it's really shot up there good question um and it's not an easy one to answer. The pound, I think, as people are well aware by now, is being buffeted more than anything else by speculation about what shape or form this Brexit is going to end up. Now, I think since really the start of the year, or certainly since Christmas time anyway, it seems as if what they call the Remainers, or at least what those people who want to see Brexit call the Remoners, um, has been increasing sort of signs from their camp that perhaps they're starting to get slightly an upper hand in terms of negotiations. I think last week we touched on the cabinet reshuffle that the Prime Minister introduced um, well, just a week or so ago now. And the general's consensus, I think, there was that perhaps the Remainers tended to do quite well in it. So anything which suggests that we may see a softer Brexit rather than a hard Brexit is good news for the pound. I think that's very much you know, a key reason why we've seen the pound you know, really holding its own against what has been this very strong euro since the start of a year. Now, if that is the case, I think it's fair to say just from what we've seen you know, during the trading pattern of last year, the pound is still vulnerable to weak economic data. My markets are now pricing in another 25 basis point hike in UK bank rate by what by about September time. We'll get retail sales out of the UK this Friday. And they're still seen as one of the you know, the early and at least a useful indicator of domestic demand here. Should they be particularly soft, then all of a sudden you're left with this pound looking very exposed because perhaps we'll get a softer Brexit than previously thought at this stage. We really don't know. We won't know for a long while yet. But given the uncertainty over the economic outlook for the UK, if there are new signs of slowing domestic demand coming through, then the idea about another bank of interest rate hike any any anytime soon is going to go out the window. I mean, I think we could see sterling fall quite sharply as a result. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Mark. Until next week.